Hey, fellow story lovers, this is Jonathan Cormer tumbling into your pod feed to let you know that season three of the Dork Tales Storytime podcast has begun. And just like our friends at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, we'll be unlocking new fairy tales, fables, and untold hero stories that will surprise you. Prepare for unexpected special guests. Find geeky twists and turns around every tale. Come with me and Mr. Reginald T. Hedgehog into our world of pure imagination. Find our scrum diddlyumptious stories wherever you listen to podcasts or visit us at dorktalestorytime.com. Welcome to episode 16 of season 2 of The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland. This is an extra special, ultra awesome crossover episode stories of some wonderful children, the Elysium. Yes. Now that was long. If you love the character from the Elysium in this episode, tell us and we will tell Dan Wendelin who does this. Yeah, that's right. Dan Wendelin's amazing. Do it in our show notes. That's Yahoo! right. <laughs> so good, Hank. You may remember when our story left off, the poor dear power dog had fallen off of the back of a marvelous galaxy traversing farting cow named Taylor, who was taking the dogs across the part of the universe known as the Dogmos. After power dog was separated from his pack, he had fallen into a deep dream state where he communed and danced with his ancestor Lahi Kamihu as well as many beings from around the dogmos. He heard a poem or, or a chant of sorts, and it ended with, What problems, what forces against us shall bide, while the stars in their courses do fight on our side. And then, Lahikamihu had said to him, You belong to us, and you belong to yourself. Do not be scared, do not run and hide. You are a star, and stars need not fear the dark. Shine on, Power Dog, shine on. And after waking and floating some more, he did eventually see a thick ribbon of rainbows in space. And after perhaps the greatest effort of his entire life, because he was so tired, he was able to move himself until he was on this ribbon. And then he was flying down this icy rainbow chute as if he was a dog toboggan shooting down the wildest slide he could have ever imagined. Once on, he found that he could not get off, and he wasn't sure he wanted to. So, he hunkered down, leaned into the motion of it all, and flew along the slide's path. It's a curious thing to hurtle through space without wind and your fur to tell you how fast you're going. 
But Power Dog had a sensation of speed. Stars were twinkling in and out of his vision as he zipped along. Eventually, he saw something on the side of the rainbow slide quite a ways ahead in the distance. Was it a face? As he grew nearer, he realized the face was actually a road sign. And the only thing on the sign was a paw print. It wasn't a dog's paw print. It did look familiar, but just as he was trying to examine it as closely as possible, he went whizzing right past it. He kept his knees bent and his head down as if he were on his rocket-shaped snowboard. Then, the ribbon ahead started to bend and form into a circular funnel that reminded Power Dog of those great big dishes that you put a coin or a marble into and you watch while the coin or marble circles and circles and circles until it drops down into the center. Power Dog felt himself circle into this funnel so quickly that he became dizzy again. As he began to stop spinning, he felt coldness on his fur. Then, a breeze. Next, the bubble around his head popped. Oh no, he said out loud, as he knew the bubble was important. But then he realized he was speaking into the wind and into air molecules. He saw below him icy mountains and a great sea with chunks of ice floating in it and then snow-covered land. He was floating gently, but also falling towards this strange land on a world he could tell was not his own. Where could he be? Oh, could this be Draconis? Those peaks in the distance, they looked quite a lot like the comet dragon. Could he still have gotten where he needed to be? He tried to twirl himself around to look everywhere that he could possibly see. Hmm, was he on the cow planet? What was it called again? Kapowis? He strained his eyes as far as he could see, and then almost suddenly there was something way off in the distance. He had the thought, I want to go to there. And before he knew it, he was quite headed right for it. He felt himself flying using his powers, and wherever he was, his powers seemed to be ten times stronger here than they were on Dogland. After feeling so weak in space, this was amazing. He could fly like a kite or shoot through the air like Comet, the dragon. He hollered with glee as he sailed along through the air. What was this place? If it were Draconis, had he also transformed, at least partially, into a dragon himself? What were these enhanced powers of his? He paused, glided, and then did a triple backflip in the air before shooting off towards the something in the distance. Gliding and doing loop-de-loops in the air felt all too irresistible, and he almost lost himself in the much-needed joy of it. And then that sense of hope and feelings of strength and joy led him to wondering, huh, what if everything might work out after all? And what if I am exactly where I need to be? As Power Dog drew nearer to that which had piqued his curiosity, he saw a most curious thing indeed. There was a giant landmass that seemed at first to be made entirely of ice and snow, but then, cutting through the ice, 
was a silver shining ribbon of roadway, and Power Dog flew along the road, but still very much above it. The road wound around a bend and dipped into a valley. It was on the wall of this valley that he noticed a rather sudden end of the ice and snow. It was as if there were a line wherein one side was frigid wind and snow and ice, and on the other side of the line was lush green grass and warm air. What magic is this, he thought to himself. After feeling completely cold to the point of shivering, with his teeth chattering in his closed mouth, Power Dog flew across the line and he felt almost immediately too hot in his cape. And so he decided to hover down to rest a bit in the soft green grass and acclimate to the temperature change. Acclimate is a nice big word, meaning to adjust or change until you are comfortable where you are. Sometimes this means putting on or taking off a coat, and sometimes it means just relaxing and observing for a moment until you naturally feel more comfortable. Power Dog definitely felt the need for a rest, and he enjoyed taking a pause to look around as his body adjusted to the warm air of this curious place. He eventually began to feel even more curious and started to wander. He came upon an especially lovely patch of flowering trees and shrubs, and his nose filled with the most incredible flower smells he could have ever imagined. Do y'all know what lilacs are and how they smell? That was what Power Dog could smell, but as they didn't have lilacs on Dogland, it was completely new and delightful and even delicious to him. He noted how the little flowers looked a lot like tiny dragon heads, and he smiled. He was hovering up and closer to a lilac tree, just dripping with fragrant blooms, when all of a sudden he felt a pair of eyes on him. Do you know this feeling? Sometimes you feel it on the back of your neck. You know you can just tell that someone is watching you. And then the little tiny hairs on the back of your neck just lift or twitch or wiggle a bit, even stand on end and send a shiver down your spine. Well, this was the distinct sense Power Dog felt. Was it an enhanced power? He wasn't sure. But he looked around and readied himself to be face-to-face with a dragon or a cow or any being. Huh, nothing. No one. He did a quite perfect cartwheel and held out his paws, ready for action. His body felt amazing here. He felt that he could pull off any move at all. He stood up on tippy toes and turned in a slow circle to look all around and to listen. The hum of this world was so much quieter than on Dogland. In fact, he noticed that it was more of a feeling than a sound. But he could hear the beautiful trills of songbirds both near and far, and he heard rustling in the bushes far off. And he heard the wind shaking leaves and blowing gently across this strange new place. He looked over to a nearby grove of trees, and he held his breath and listened. As he held his breath, he was able to hear soft, padding footfalls on grass. And so he leaped up into the air as he twirled, And then he was above, but also facing, a gigantic, but oddly not terrifying, 
great, great striped cat. Maybe the cat was not terrifying because they sat back on their haunches and cocked their head to one side, just like the dogs and other beings of Dogland do when they find something to be curious about. Hello, said Power Dog cautiously. The great cat, which was almost certainly a tiger, opened their great big tiger mouth, closed it, cocked their head to the other side, and then said, Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, no, thought Power Dog. He sat back on his haunches and cocked his head to the side. The tiger smiled and made a fist save for one great big paw bean that they held up high. Power Dog felt very strongly that this meant, please hold on a minute. The tiger slipped an ornate necklace over their head, and Power Dog could see a beautiful, shiny, glowing gem hanging from the center of the necklace and resting on the tiger's chest, right where their stripes all met in little V's. The tiger's golden eyes looked very kind, and Power Dog both wondered how he could know this and hoped he was right. Hello, the tiger said, and then the tiger handed Power Dog a smaller necklace with a glowing gem. Power Dog smiled and sighed with relief. <sighs> he put the necklace around his own neck, resting it along the seams of his cape. Hello, my name is Power Dog, and well, I am afraid that I may have lost my way. Oh, good. We understand each other now, said the tiger with a warm smile. My name is Flibberty Gibbet, and I am king of the cats. I do not believe I have ever seen anyone move like you before. And we apparently do not speak any of the same languages, which leads me to believe you are from very, very far away. Power Dog nodded and looked up to the sky from where he'd fallen. Flibberty Gibbet continued, You are in the Elysium. It is the domain of the cats. Oh, exclaimed Power Dog. Is this uh, Catooine, then? He wondered how far Catooine might be from Draconis. Catooine, questioned Flibberty Gibbet with raised eyebrows. No, no, this is not Catooine. And I have not heard that name for a very, 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 very long time. Did the tiger look sad now? Power Dog could not tell for sure. He himself was beginning to feel nervous and confused about where he might actually be. Well, this place, it's all very lovely. And I'm not sure why, but I feel really amazing here. But I am meant to be on a dragon world called Draconis. I'm needed there right now. Flibberty Gibbet considered this, nodded graciously, and said... You certainly seem to have some amazing abilities, Power Dog. Would you like to walk with me and tell me how it is that you have lost your way? Maybe if we trace your steps together, then I can help you. Power Dog was very happy to walk with Flipperty Gibbet, who explained that he was headed to meet with his cousin Flip Flop, whom he had entrusted to look after the Elysium. Flipperty Gibbet was very interested in everything Power Dog had to tell him, and Power Dog felt very comfortable, even excited and a little relieved, to tell the King of the Cats everything he could think of to share about Dogland and their current predicament. 
Fliberty Gibbet asked him more about Cat Tuine, and Power Dog was sad to disappoint him when he let him know that the name and the one mention of Roger being from there was all that he knew. Fliberty Gibbet knew of Dogland, but he had not had the chance to visit yet. So Power Dog told him that he was invited to visit any time that His Majesty might see fit. As Fliberty Gibbet and Power Dog walked along and under some trees, Power Dog, who was quite excitedly telling Fliberty Gibbet about the galactic tooting cow, Taylor, very nearly tripped on a thick green vine, which he yanked with a hind leg. He quickly recovered by leaping up into the air and doing a very graceful flip. Fliberty Gibbet raised his paws to applaud this move, just as a huge splash of water came down from the tree limbs high above and onto them, and a pail made of light but sturdy tree leaves fell down, bounced, and rolled across the ground. Fliberty Gibbet sighed and looked all around as he wiped the water from his brow. Power Dog looked all around, too, as he gave himself a good shake to dry off even just a little. The water really didn't bother him, and in fact, he was trying very hard not to laugh at it all. It reminded him so much of pranks they pulled at the College of the Dog Arts during the first week of school. He even licked a little bit of the water off of his fur, and it was sweet and delicious. Then they both heard a giggle, or a snicker, or a snickering giggle. Flip-flop, exclaimed Fliberty Gibbet with a sigh and a shaking of his great head side to side as beads of water shook loose. It was then the power dog noticed that a bush nearby was shaking a bit, as if it were giggling. He wondered at this until he looked down and saw a pair of cat feet underneath. He smiled and pointed his nose at the bush. All right, you can come out now, said Fliberty Gibbet. And the cat from behind the bush did come out. This cat was also a tiger, but they were much smaller with black and white stripes. Why, hello, Fliberty Gibbet. Who's your new friend with the sweet moves? asked the cat. Fliberty Gibbet nodded and said, This is Power Dog. He has traveled here by accident from Dogland. Dogland, huh? said the cat. Hi, Power Dog. Nice to meet you. My name is Flip Flop. Oh, hello, said Power Dog. It is nice to meet you. Flip Flop stuck out his paw, and Power Dog reached out to shake paws. And before Fliberty Gibbet could say anything, Power Dog suddenly felt a little buzz in his outstretched paw. Power Dog, surprised by the buzz, however, quickly hovered up, did a loop-de-loop in the air before floating back down. Ha! said Flip Flop. Paw buzzer. Oldest trick in the book. Can't say I've ever seen that reaction, though. You do seem to have some cool abilities, Power Dog. Oh, that's okay. You're funny, laughed Power Dog. I felt your paw buzz, even a little zap. Yes, said Flip Flop as he showed Power Dog the buzzer in his paw. Power Dog smiled and nodded at the leaf pail on the ground, and Flip Flop chuckled and said, Yep, that's another classic. It's so great to have someone of your talents visit us, Flip Flop said with a wink and a twinkle in his eyes. Fliberty Gibbet nodded at this. Would you like to continue to walk with us as we discuss important cat business? It is possible that you may be able to help us. Why, thank you, Fliberty Gibbet, said Flip Flop. 
Power Dog looked to the sky, hoped that his cousins and brother were faring well wherever they might be, and nodded in agreement. As they walked along the path, Power Dog kept stealing glances at the new necklace around his neck and wondering what other technology they might have in this place. Fliberty Gibbet explained to Power Dog that he had traveled to the Elysium from his palace to attend an event called the Annual Elysium Truce Dance Competition, where the penguins, sanguins, and cats all present their best dance teams in a grand contest that celebrates the truce that ended a conflict over the Elysium. Power Dog's eyes grew wide when he heard about the conflict, and he was very interested in how they had come to a truce. Do you all know what a truce is? A truce is called when we want to end an argument or a disagreement, a conflict, or even a big fight. Perhaps you've been asked to be in a truce with a sibling? Power Dog remembered that President Bernie Sandals had called for a truce and then worked hard to make sure that everyone could be happy and no longer in conflict when the leadership of Miaui was quite upset with the rest of Dogland. It was interesting to Power Dog that so much might be going on for animals all over the universe. And he had never heard of penguins or sanguins, so he was very interested to hear more. He wondered what dance competition moves look like in this world and with these beings. But he saved his questions and just kept listening to the two cats as they walked. Flip-Flop turned to Power Dog and said, I'm actually quite upset because we cats have never won this dance competition. Yet, cats are by nature more graceful than penguins, and we have much better rhythm than sanguins. Alas, we just don't dance together very well. The teamwork it takes to fall into synchronicity and to pull off cool group moves has been our biggest challenge. But this year, our team, the Cool Cats, is amazing. Everyone is so talented and so filled with the kind of optimism you love to see in a team. Oh, listeners, remind me, have we talked about optimism yet? You might already know that optimism is a word that is a lot like hope. Optimism is not a feeling, though. Rather, it's a mindset that keeps us rooted in the belief that things will turn out for the best. For Power Dog, his family, and Pack, as well as all of the residents of Dogland, optimism is a practice or an exercise, meaning it's something important to work on and be rooted in every day, even when they have bad days. They know it's important to believe that things can work out, and it is also the belief that everyone is trying their best, even if they make a bad choice. They ultimately really would prefer to make good choices. And on Dogland, it is this belief that guides them through life. They are dogs, and they always look for the good in every individual and every situation that can grow and expand into more goodness. So, Power Dog loved hearing Flip-Flop say the word optimism, and it made him feel deeper connection with his new cat friends. Ha-ha, Power Dog thought, as he remembered his space dream before he landed here. 
all of those animals had made the coolest moves. But the moves that had looked the very coolest had been the group kick line and the crowd wave. He was thinking that maybe he could help out after all. Um, I actually take dance classes at my college and at the best pizza parlor in all of Dogland, he exclaimed. After explaining what pizza is to the two cats, who seemed even more interested in visiting Dogland now, Power Dog added, And I think I know some group dance moves that might help out, too. Flip-Flop was practically hopping up and down excited at this and said, Wowza, Power Dog! Could you teach our troop these moves and then even join us with your aerial acrobatics? We'd be sure to win. Fliberty Gibbet looked very solemn and said, Flip-Flop, this cannot be. Power Dog is not a cut. He cannot join our team and he cannot compete. At best, he could coach a bit share ideas, and beyond that, he has his own challenges to attend to. Flip-Flop seemed rather unfazed given how serious Fliberty Gibbet was and protested with, But Fliberty Gibbet, you are the king and you can simply declare Power Dog to be a cat. Please? Power Dog quietly wondered if these cats used enchantments too. It seemed like maybe that wasn't even a thing here, and he was beginning to feel nervous about how long he might have to stay in this new place. He was starting to feel desperate about rejoining his own pack and hoping it was even possible. Flip-Flop snapped him out of it by resting a paw on his shoulder and asking him, Hey, Power Dog, have you ever had an undercover mission before? Power Dog nodded and said, Hmm, kinda, and yes, I would like to help you. Flip-flop purred and gave Power Dog a big hug before holding his paws up and together as if begging Fliberty Gibbet for a treat. Fliberty Gibbet looked carefully at both of their eager faces and said, Ah, let me consider it a while while we walk the rest of the way. Power Dog gathered up his courage, even though he did not want to disappoint his new cat friends, and asked, I'm sorry, but do you happen to know of a way for me to get to Draconis? I fear that I am running out of time and that my pack really needs me. Flip-Flop turned to Fliberty Gibbet and said, Oh, I just assumed you would help Power Dog take the Cat's Paw Highway back to Dogland like before. Fliberty Gibbet nodded and said, There is still much to discuss on our way to the competition, including how to reopen the Cat's Paw Highway to Draconis. But rest assured, Power Dog, as soon as our very important event wraps up, which will be quickly, we will do our best to help you continue on your journey. Power Dog wondered what Flip-Flop meant when he said like before about the Cat's Paw Highway going to Dogland, but ultimately sighed a huge sigh of relief and nodded happily to the offer. Thank you, he said. I would absolutely love to help you with your dance competition if I can, and I am happy to tell or show you everything I know on the way there. When they finally got to there, Power Dog saw that it was a great outdoor stadium of sorts with a stage in the middle and seats all around. There were pavilions or great big tents set up all about, 
and everyone that walked by them nodded to the cats or greeted them and stared a little bit at Power Dog, who felt a little nervous but also excited. They entered a pavilion with a giant cat's paw symbol over the entrance and thus joined Flip Flop's dance troupe, the Cool Cats, who were practicing their moves. Every shape, size, and color of cat imaginable was represented in this group, and they stopped suddenly to turn and stare eagerly with big, round cat eyes at the three of them. When Fliberty Gibbet stepped forward, they all graciously bowed sweet little bows, and Fliberty Gibbet smiled at them. Hello, cots, he said. Flip Flop and I would like to introduce you to your newest team member. And then Flip Flop excitedly interrupted the king, threw up his front paws into what we on earth might call jazz hands, and announced, Yes, everybody, meet Power Cat. All right, that's it for now. We will continue this story in our next episode. First, a big huge thank you to Dan Wendelin, creator of Stories for Wonderful Children, who not only helped us with this story by loaning us his characters and world, but also brainstormed with us and ultimately assembled the bones of this part of our story by sharing ideas and plot points with us. We are super fans of Stories for Wonderful Children, because the show is fun, imaginative, clever, funny, adventurous, and filled with heart. We will post a link in our show notes, and we highly recommend you go find it and put this show into regular rotation for awesome screen-free entertainment. Now, I'm joined by my co-author, Hank. Hi, Hank. Hi. How much do you love the cats of Elysium? A lot. A way lot, right? Do you want to do the international sound of a cat, the wrong side of a cat's claw? Okay, okay. So let me tell you something that's pretty funny. If a cat who loves food and wants that tuna can and is like, and this other cat is coming towards it, the cat is like, get away from that tuna can, bucko, or you're going to see the wrong side of my claw. Also, (laughs) time for a joke. Why can't you get a group of cats together to play cards. Why? There are too many cheetahs. There are too many cheetahs. (laughs) Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter, and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, RAC. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. 
Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shoutouts at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in in D for Dogland. together all our tails will wag as well 
So come with me to Dogland, we've got special tales to tell. And when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. Woof, woof! Howl!